Welcome back to the weekly manga podcast. This week we're going to talk about chapter 96 of Akane Banashi, where Akane's dad finally enters into the picture, and chapter 144 of Ijiranaide Nagatoro-chan, or Don't Bully Me, Miss Nagatoro, where we got to the big moment of the whole series. And we're going to talk about some big news, some big arrests recently made in Japan, what it means for us Western readers. Stick around for all that manga news and more coming right up. Thank you for joining us here on the Weekly Manga Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about all of your favorite ongoing Japanese manga. My name is Bruce. I am the proprietor of the White, Gray, Black YouTube channel. Uh, with me again this week is Gautam. Hello, hello. So let's kick it off with Nagatoro-san, in which we get spoilers. By the way, big spoilers. If you're not caught up on Nagatoro, if you don't read Nagatoro, or uh, you're interested in being spoiled, um... This is get out now. Three, two, one, be gone. This is the confession chapter. Um, we finally got here. Applause all around, um, and it was great. I liked it a lot. Gautam, what did you think about uh, the confession? I, I didn't get to it. So, oh, okay, so spo- okay. we'll spoil it for me. Wait, wait. I, I, I'm like a, I think fifteen chapters behind on Nagatora. So okay, you're. I mean, then you are. You have the easily. I think the best arc in Nagatora to look forward to. I've really enjoyed the past. Uh, six six or nine months of Nagatoro uh leading up to this confession and it's been really good um yeah you know Nagatoro is just like constantly quality I think uh what what a good rom-com yeah really great and and to be noted um this the for the pacing of it this is around the same time that we got a confession in something like Kaguya-sama which I would say probably is my previous favorite um ongoing romance manga that i think we got a confession it was like in 124 120 something like that so this is chapter 144 so around the same time um all that just be said that you know that's about three full years i would guess uh uh maybe almost four yeah probably like a slightly shy of four years full uh syndication for this but it's great um there's sort of the wrestling competition or the judo competition, I guess, that Nakatoro was going through. The painting competition happened with the MC, whose name I forget because it's not really important. Um, it's Paisen, which is Senpai. Which is Senpai. Reversed. Yeah, I, he has... <laughs> I, actually, wait, has he... He has said his name, I think. Um, I I don't know if they've said it more than once or twice. They always call him Paisen, which is just I like think, a cheeky No, because I think that senpai. they address him by name in the, like, the other... Um, art students in the sort of the, the arc Have that he been? just went through but oh got um, it I, I guess i just never took note i i don't okay, got it. maybe his name is in here somewhere i don't know uh but it's, anyways. it's funny to, but it's it's not a funny thing that like one of the best running rom-coms we don't know one like, of i have no idea what name main character. yeah <laughs> <laughs> he i mean and to be fair he is a good character um, he's a good character he's we just, just not called by his name for the first like 100 chapters or something so it is it is definitely funny um but it's, I mean, it's kind of a nice, straightforward, uh, both, both the Nagatoro and the, and Pison have sort of had their arcs of, we said that, you know, we'd have this big secret reveal thing if we win our competitions, Pison gets second in his, Nagatoro wins hers. So 
um, they just kind of walk off to the beach and have a conversation and just kind of lays it out. It's like a mostly talking chapter, um, which it's a confession, obviously. Um, but it didn't feel, you know, it doesn't feel like he's saying all these things and like telling you things we didn't already know. He like kind of lays out his own character journey, right? He's like, yeah, he's like, I wondered why such a cheerful girl like you, Nagatora, would be interested in a guy like me. Um, like after I started being with you, I wanted to change myself. I mean, he literally just goes like, it says like, let me explain my character arc to you. At the start, I was like this, and then you showed up, and then I changed, and then I wanted to change myself, which is kind of the big thing. Uh, um, some really good art. I mean, I, I like... I love uh, the eyes. Yeah, and Nana, she does a really good job with the sort of uh, romance large eyes, I guess, and Nagatora has a couple of really good spreads in here. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is just the confession going through here, so... Uh, and she asks, she's like, she's like, even now, like... She's, he says, like, my life has started to shine. And she's like, like, even now? Yes. And she's embarrassed, which is a fun Nagatoro thing to see. Um, but she did, never gives it up entirely, right? She's, like, nearly crying. She's like, senpai, even for you, that was extremely gross. Um, and this is kind of the... Uh, the thing that, I guess, separates uh, Nagatoro-san from other romances is Nagatoro herself and how kind of different she is in being a bully or well, she's like the, she's, she's, she's like the modern Sundari but... archetype. Yeah. She's the modern version of the Sundari, which is like a tough archetype to do nowadays because it was like really popular back then. Uh, Sundari being like the girl who acts cold or aggressive or whatever, but yeah, it's secretly... like cold love. I think is a translation yeah, or something, yeah. right? Derek, secretly like super love. sweet and into you. Uh, it, it's like not a popular archetype because all of those girls, that portray that archetype back in the day come off as like abusive and weird now, right? Um, a little bit. I, yeah. is, I mean, I well, yeah, like so, like they they hit the main character or like they get a compliment and they like punch him in the face. You know, it's like it's like a a gag back in the day. Yeah, and, I mean the yeah, and even like, the idea guess, behind Nausicaa the Sundar is like the guy compliments her and she says like, "Ugh, you're so stupid and kind of denies and pushes it away. But then deep down she's into him. Right. Like that's kind of the, the two it's, sides of like, you like don't come on to me. I don't like you, but deep down she does like him. Um, I think that the point I was trying to make is more so that it's not a popular archetype because I don't think it's aged well into the modern day. Uh, but I think Nagatoro does it really well because uh, at the beginning, she displays the full Sundari archetype where mm -hmm. she's, it feels like bullying, right? Uh, but you you kind of peel that layer back if you give this series a chance. And it's the same for any Sundari, right? Like, you, yeah. you have to give a charitable read at the beginning. Um, yeah. I, I disagree I with this, this not being a popular archetype. I think this has consistently stayed one of, if not the top, like, you think female so? anime girl. Sundari? I mean, uh, Asuka from Evangelion is the sort that's of from the eighties prototypical the, the nineties, but I mean that's the she was the original one. Oh, I'm, talking, I'm talking about the modern day, you know. Um, I'm trying to think who are like the modern day. I don't. I see. I don't watch I, anime or read like. Uh, yeah, what I, was I, saying, mean, I'm, I'm I mean, Kaguya, Kaguya is a, a tsundere for a little bit, right? Like in in Kaguya Sama, I would say. I'm know? saying it's a less popular archetype than it was. Like back in the day, oh, it was I very see. Yeah, popular. yeah, sure, sure. Now, yeah, now it's sure. not so much. Yeah, and early I think, 2000s, this was like everyone yeah. was like, "Oh, tsundere's are the best." Um, yeah, it was like so much. Yeah. But now I think Nagatoro is like a good modern representation of this archetype because mm -hmm. it feels more natural than old school tsundere's even. 
feels like a yeah well and the fun part yeah. about her is that she isn't just like ugh don't come on to me but secretly I like you she's like loud and like right like she isn't just saying like oh my gosh senpai you're being gross she's like yet like yelling and being big and emotional um yeah she's, yeah she's a big character when she's sort of pushing back on the love which which is the fun part um but yeah i mean it's also a little different um the whole series specifically because it isn't like like we don't really know that these characters like actually like each other for like a, a good chunk of time i guess like it isn't like immediately like oh yeah this is a romance it's introduced and you're like oh it's a comedy slice of life maybe and like I, i'm trying to think how to i think you know it's it kind Bruce, of clear that it's a romance but also it isn't super clear that she, like she is uh a tsundere and likes him back or that he is like really into her there's just more there's more character stuff going on behind the scenes i guess i think you'd be surprised as to how quickly they made it clear because i i actually felt the same way and i reread some of nagatoro and there was this uh on chapter eight or something like that there's this chapter where uh her friends wanted to go on like a blind date because there was a boy her friend liked mm. and it's like a mixer type thing and uh one of the guys was hitting on her and was like making cheeky jokes that nagatoro would make towards senpai right mm -hmm. like similar type jokes and she is completely uninterested oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. The guy's like, oh, I made this music. And he's like, and she's like, I guess I don't feel like you cared about it. Uh, like she's getting very honest, direct feedback and just not flirting at all. Yeah. And well, Senpai was in the same cafe and he's like, whoa, he is, she is treating him <laughs> kind of coldly. And then as soon as they all like leave the cafe, they run into each other on the street and she's back to normal around Senpai. Yeah. Which means she treats him. She only treats him this cheekily. I yeah, guess. it's been so long since I read the start of it. I mean, I guess probably four years now, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you're definitely it, right about all that stuff that I, I, I was trying to remember. It is, it is probably it's, more clear, it's been but a while it's, since you read this. Yeah. yeah, it's, there's something different about it that I, I can't put my finger on without going back and combing through the early pages probably, but, and I, and maybe it's just Nagatoro's personality of being like such a kind of, uh, cartoonish kind of fun tsundere where like when she pushes back that's the most fun part right like usually the sort of draw of a tsundere is like oh she's saying no but then clearly she's in love and it and the clearly being in love is like the cute part right like oh yeah or like her kind of denying her true feelings is the cute part whereas like with nagatoro the the attractive the fun the interesting part is like she's it's so funny the way that she pushes back when instead of accepting yeah. her feelings right like that so that's maybe that's the draw that i'm getting at but you know, I, I I think what's interesting about this and Kaguya is that you kind of know that the, like the, like for Nagatoro for like the last forty chapters, uh, these two characters have practically been dating, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it's the onus is similar to Kaguya, where you know from the beginning they like each other. So I think the confession is kind of like just a satisfying thing for the audience, and it turns out it turns less into an event and more of just a little sweet, like a sweet little beat mm -hmm. in the story, which well, I appreciate. Yeah. Cookie was an event, but yeah, th I mean this, uh, but I, I, I agree but. definitely with, with Nagatora where it's less, it's sort of like, and again, like I mentioned, like Pison is just telling us like, if you're paying attention to things we already know, he's just kind of explaining yeah. his character arc to you, which is, you know, I mean, if you want to talk in a real life sense, what, what romance is, I guess, uh, a, a sort of character arc between two people. Um, that's probably boiling it down too much, but, but here's the screen, right? And he just says it and it's great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very simple kind of 
they're just on the beach. Um, and you get good, uh, good reactions from, from Nagatoro, of course, again, with those eyes, which we mentioned. Oh, I love that. I love her, her goofy face. Yeah. And, and the tears and stuff. Um, yeah. And then, and then Nagatoro kind of retorts back with like, I also had a character arc. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and explains kind of True. the same thing of like, you know, yeah, I mean, and oh. it's like, and this is sort of the, um, it's been a while since we talked about romance, I think, but one of the things that for me sets apart kind of a, a really good, well-written wrote, like, like a believable interpersonal relationship between two people and just a romance where you're saying, well, these two are the main characters they are going to end up together is like how their character arcs intersect, interact, influence each other, and then eventually kind of meet and become a singular kind of relationship character arc. Um, and some, the reason Nagatoro I think is, is a good romance is that, yeah, like both of these characters had their own development, which they sort of reached a, a climax or a turning point to in this previous arc. And then along with that, we now get the confession and now we essentially get Nagatoro saying, you know, take credit for the one who was responsible for part of my character arc. As you explained to me, you know, I was responsible for yours and now let's sort of have our relationship arc going next. And I think that it, it lines up perfectly. It makes sense. These two are great. Uh, it's, there's none of this is forced as, oh yeah, of course they end up together because the, the author wants them to. Oh, I natural. think this is, yeah. yeah, very natural, very developed. Um, yeah. And, and, and no, uh, they'd avoided a couple of pitfalls that I've seen past, especially Shona romances do right. They didn't cut after one, con like one person didn't confess and then they cut the chapter that happens a lot more often than, than most people would like it to. Um, they there's this page, especially I want to call this out. There is no, did they confess? Didn't they confess? Cause you know, relationships in Japan are a little bit different, especially for, you know, high schoolers or whatever. Um, Two people say they like each other and they walk off together. Does that mean they're dating, right? Whereas in here in America, right, it's sort of like, will you be my girlfriend? Yes. Okay, you are my girlfriend now. Like, uh, like that's it. Like, the agreement is reached. We've said it directly. Um, but the translators or the author or whoever here said, you know, laid it out on this page. says, Nagatoro and I are finally a couple, like, period, end of story. So two big pitfalls they avoided for Shonen Romance of me there. They didn't cut off the confession and they didn't leave anything kind of, uh, unclear. It's all laid out. It's all in this chapter. It's all good. So. And, you know, I, I like that it's, it's not overly serious. It's, it's all pretty goofy. Like they mm -hmm. both have goofy smiles when they're walking away. Right. Yeah. Like, just they like, like two high schoolers. Yeah. There's like a little bit of tears, you know, like obviously happy tears, but there's no, like, this was not emotional in the way that like, uh, well, I will say they, they kind of both had their big emotional, personal growth moments a little bit earlier, the last couple of chapters when they, uh, the two competitions were going on, but here it's just happiness. Like it's just happy and good, like, which is a way a relationship should be. Right. I think a lot of times, uh, I think, I think you're right in calling that out because a lot of, a lot of relationships in, I guess like drama or dramatic events, right? Two people get together and it's like, the reasons those will sometimes fall apart in, in writing or in stories is like, well, you know, the, she was bawling and abused. And so, you know, there was nothing really to develop, but here it's like, no, the start of a relationship should be a joyous and happy thing and agreed on by both parties. And like, yeah, we get all that. It's all good here. I, I think it's because, uh, too many romance authors treat the start of a relationship as the conclusion, right? Mm, true. So 
they 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 consider hey as the reader this is the most important moment of the story yeah and they need they feel like they need to make it incredibly memorable and i think their emotions are all tied up in making it a memorable moment too but i think it should just be natural right and i think nagatoro does it does it super well yeah well then that's and that's a really good call out of um a lot of authors treating you know the confession happens and then we get to the end and that, i guess that's a third um sort of pet peeve in shonen romance for me specifically i don't like that i don't think anybody likes that most of the comments i see um i saw in this chapter and a lot of other series is like you get it announced you know you get the confession and then the next day it's like has announced there are three more chapters or two more chapters or something um so and but I don't think that's happening with Nagatoro. I I expect Nagatoro to go on for at least a bit longer. Um, can't yeah, say I how mean, long. Like, I mean, but th- there's been I, I, they've been practically dating this whole time. So I, I think they like the author already knows how to write them as a couple. I think a lot of authors mm-hmm. don't know how to make it interesting once the couple has become a couple. Like yeah. not just in manga and everything. In like look at Jim and Pam in the Office, right? <laughs> Any of yeah. you have seen that show? Yeah. yeah. For sure. Uh, fucking, but, yeah. the, who is it? The, the boom, boom mic guy, like the worst, uh, oh my <laughs> the God. worst part of the last terrible, season of the office. Yeah. Terrible um, but no, but you're totally right. They have essentially like been dating for a while. And so this is not going to change too much other than sort of their title. Um, I definitely expect a couple of chapters of explaining or, or maybe hiding it from like Nagatoro's brother and sister. Um, I would assume that we kind of go up through Pison's graduation would maybe be the end of the series. Uh, or maybe we Pison in a year in college and Nagatoro's graduation. I don't know. Uh, but it doesn't seem to be, I guess the, the short of it is it doesn't seem to be heading for an ending just yet, uh, which is good. And and they added, this is a, sort of the last the last pages of the chapter. Um, they added sort of a classic Nagatoro goof, judo throwing uh, her, her boyfriend. Into, she turns into a cat at the end. It's a cat and, love- and the little like, I don't even know the like very undetailed kind of in the bottom left of the right page here. Uh, oh yeah. Like when she turns into an, her octopus, form. octopus form, I guess is what that is. Yeah. 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 I, it's funny that she changes into these different little creatures. Uh, it's yeah. Really I, like, interesting, uh, I like it. I like this. Yeah. Series. Yeah. Na- Nagatoro is, is represented as a gremlin in every way. I, yep. I agree. I love that. Uh, yeah. That sounds like a good chapter. I got to catch up. Yeah. Or I guess, I guess here's probably the next big, um, the next big point of contention between these two is that I don't remember they like promised a kiss or something like that. Uh, and that's sort of what they're joking about at the end here is like, uh, Pison brings up like, Oh, like what about the promise that you made? If you won, like you said, you're going to kiss me if you won. And she's like, Oh, you're so gross. You want to do it here in front of everybody on the beach. So, um, my guess is that they kind of, uh, flirt and delay around that kiss. And maybe that's their next big thing. But yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, that, that's, that's a, that's a good plot point. Probably, it's yeah. like a, it's like a, a classic low stakes type exit drama type beat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not, not even drama, but just like goofy overthinking. Yeah. I like yeah, that for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's it. It's good. I'm, I'm always happy to read Nagatoro. It's great. Good I'm shit. happy for this confession. Um, yeah. Good things. Yeah. It's like one of the best rom-coms running. So I, I'm happy. It's still like still, still going through. Yeah, I mean, especially for shonen rom-coms, I think it's definitely... I can't think of anything that I would think that I would say is a better shonen rom-com. People say you and I are polar opposites is really good. Mm, I read um, a little bit I, of that, yeah. I've only read like five chapters or so. I guess, I guess it was you, good. how much of Marriage Toxins did you read? Because that's kind of romancy, isn't it? Or is it... I, I read like five chapters of that. Too. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, that's that's next up on my... I, uh, I think The Dangers of My Heart 
is also up there for me. Mm-hmm. The dangers within my heart, dangers, dangers of dangers of my heart. Of my, I think I think that's dangers of my heart. I think I think that's great. And uh, I guess I'm just like I, I think if you're gonna make a rom com, there has to be really good character development. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, for sure. it's the new standard, right? Like, and dangers of my heart is very good at that too. So uh, yeah, another I good guess, one. Uh, I guess I would say. I guess but it's not as good as Nagatoro. I really like um, the story of the girl with the skirt of inappropriate skirt length. Pre- oh, yeah, the prefect. The prefect the I like that prefect. one. Um, it's not as good as Nagatoro, though. I also like the other one that author does, which is the, uh, uh, what is it called? It's like Destroy All Humans, They Can't Be Regenerated. Oh, I love Destroy All Humans, They Can't it's, Be That's monthly, though, so it's a little harder yeah. to keep up and talk yeah. about. Um, also, the last couple of chapters have been a bit kind of melodramatic and people people have taken a turn on him i still like it but uh it is definitely getting in the sort of like i don't know our parents have to send her away and separate the couple and the end of the world it's like okay well but that is a good one i I do like both of those i i'll give it a shot i think the story's been so consistent that i can't take reddit's word on the moment to moment um and sometimes you have to kind of introduce a a dramatic turn to resolve it later and before it's resolved doesn't feel good so uh, dude, there's like, dude, Reddit did ruin uh my perception of one manga though. Um, oh, yeah. th- there's this uh romance manga right where everyone's just like, I and I brought it up one time. It's like called like Blooming Flowers, Blooming Love. Oh, Blooming like Love. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's something. Maybe it's a different one. It's like 50 chapters long. Uh, but it's about this not like Blooming Love. Ro- Blooming Love is this... the one with the woodworking drum girl. That's really that's okay, also really good. Okay, not that one. It's yeah. this uh intimidating looking guy and this like honest schoolgirl like uh. They look like they're not a good fit, but they are. It's like oh. a very, it's a very sweet romance. Yeah. And I read through the Reddit comments and every chapter has an apology counter because the characters apologize to <laughs> oh, each no. other a lot. <laughs> and not, and after I noticed that, I'm like, God, they apologize to each other that's so like, much. That's like a real I, life thing. Like if you, like I, I speak slightly from experience here, I guess, uh, of I've been in a relationship with someone who apologized a little bit too much at one time um and that was like something we had to discuss and work through but like it's i mean yeah it's a problem it's not a huge problem but it's like hey you don't have to apologize for you know like picking a place to eat that's not like the place that i chose like that's okay yeah don't apologize for being you it's fine it's very much like i and i think it may be i think it's like they're even going too far for japanese culture but it's part of the japanese culture Uh, for sure yeah for sure uh but after after they pointed that out, I couldn't read it anymore. It was it, like it was ruined for me. I, they apologized so much. Hmm. Why did why did you point it out? I didn't even notice. <laughs> is it like, the um? Oh god, what is it called? That like the the blooming flower blooms with you or something? Is it? That it's one? yeah. It, it's it's. I think we're thinking what? of the same thing. The it's, fragrant uh, flowers uh, bloom with dignity. Okay, uh, yes. That, Karuhana never, Warin Tosaku is the Japanese What an name. insanely terrible name. But yeah, I... Uh, I There's a multi-layered the version in Japanese, I'm sure, that has puns or double meanings that makes it better, but yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. I, I could somehow that, tell. I have not read that, but when you said that, I was like, I, I feel like that that girl feels pretty apologetic and that guy feels like, you know, like he's a scary, scary delinquent type, at least in the story. So Probably I, I, I somehow knew good. what you were talking about. The, the writing is good. It's just that they apologize a lot and I can't yeah. deal. I can't deal with it. It's too much. Uh, anyway, sidetrack. Uh, let's, yeah. let's go to the next. Cool. Thing. Yep. That's Nagataru. Um, let's talk about this past Sunday's chapter of Akane Banashi. This is chapter 96. Um, 
Did you get to read yeah, this one? Yeah, let me start on this one. Yeah, yeah it was it was uh it was freaking great. Amazing. I I I think like every time we bring Akane, we we we're like this is maybe the best chapter yet. Um, this is a Rakugo less chapter. Actually, most of the chapter is about two dudes who have only been in maybe a handful of chapters before talking. And that's the the chapter. I think, have we seen her dad say anything since chapter one that's not in a flashback? I don't think, I think Uh, this is actually the first time this character is like appearing to us in the modern day, right? Pretty much, dude. Because he's been out of town. He mentions earlier he's been out of town. He's like a concrete salesman or something. We see him like in a panel or two where he's just talking about his his life or something Uh, or like saying a word. But like, this is the first time we've actually, actually seen him. So you're, you're right. Is basically... Uh, the Akane is going to give a big performance. I, I'll, I'll summarize this. Yeah, Akane is going to give a big performance, and um, this dude on the left, the dude with the long hair, is is basically uh supposed to give her a recommendation. He's the judge. After, jury, at, yeah, yeah. After watching uh the performance, and he's one of the four people in the world who can recommend her for kind of a promotion, effectively. Yeah. There's, um, yeah, there's four guys. One guy is Akane's master. He can't recommend her, I don't think. This guy, yeah, one yeah. of the other guys was one of the judges we saw at the competition, I think. And then there's this guy and one more. I don't remember. The basic, but, yeah. but basically, this long-haired guy can has to be the one to give the recommendation. Uh, his disciple is helping Akane with her performance. Yeah, his disciple said, hey, is this guy, the spiky-haired guy. Yeah, uh, Chocho for audio listeners. Yeah. Um, and uh, basically, the dad and Chocho go way back. Uh, and the, so did the so does the long haired guy. I forgot I forgot what his name is. Otherwise, I'd use his name. Um, but basically, the uh, the long haired guy got told by his master not to give Akane the recommendation due to like grudges within the yak uh, the rakugo scene and mm-hmm. political struggles. the curly haired guy is you're talking about he's the bad guy yeah we have like there yeah. have not really been any true bad guys yet but the curly haired guy feels like a fucking bad guy bad, he seems like a scumbag a bad guy uh and basically this chapter is he he hasn't made it to the rakugo show he's already late and uh he intends not to go because his master told him not to and in mm-hmm. rakugo your master's word is absolute yep um anyway akane's dad Stops by on the way to the show, expecting his his pal, the guy who's supposed to get the wreck, uh, to be in the exact location he's in. And I, I love how we start out because Akane's dad starts out with "I am alive," by the way, because everyone in the story treats him like he he's died after he got expelled mm-hmm. from Rakugo, and I I I love that because it really when you're reading a story you're kind of in the seat of the main character and how, how they feel. Mm-hmm. So when you're reading, Rakugo is also the most important thing in the world. Just like when you're reading Haikyuu, volleyball is the most important thing in the world yeah. and whatever. But I think this chapter is brilliant in that he shows up, he's like, I am alive. And uh, as we go to the next page, uh, he he says, uh, hey, don't you, you think me getting expelled is your fault? Don't worry about that. I don't think that's the case at all. You are wasting your sympathy and your energy here. Mm. Uh, and he says, at the end of the day, it's just Rakugo. And I think it's it's 
that's like perfectly encapsulated, right? Like everyone is treating yeah. this so seriously, fighting for vengeance for his expulsion, his unfair expulsion. His daughter is carrying his will, but he's not dead. <laughs> so he's yeah. carrying his will. Well, and also they- like, and this is something I saw some comments talking about that I that I agree with. This is this goes against everything we are used to in a sort of a shonen action or sports series. Like usually what happens is the sort of old, you know, oh, I, you know, I missed my chance, but I'm, you know, back again. What happens is that person comes back and kind of gets their chance for some kind of redemption, whether directly or by helping the main character or something. And I think it's really good, really smart, really good writing and really mature to just write that like, like, no, like he doesn't like the dad doesn't, he doesn't need redemption. He's moved on. And that's like what he says here at the end, right? Is like, it's just Rakugo. Like, do I have regrets? Sure. But I, I can't do all in the past. It didn't ruin my life. And it shows a picture of his, like his wife and his child. Um, he's like, I might be going in a different direction, but I'm still moving forward. If you're feeling pity for me, it's a completely wasted gesture. And that's like the most mature thing anyone has ever done in a shonen series ever to be like, yeah, I got kicked it, out. I don't need redemption. I don't need to come back and do Rakugo again. I moved on. And like, so don't worry about it. Like, and, and he also very clearly stated here that even even back then, right? Like he didn't with the picture of his wife and kid. He's a husband and father mm-hmm. like Rakugo. Even when he was doing it, wasn't the most important thing in his life. It was his yeah. wife and kids. So I'm sure, like like he said, losing the, the Rakugo thing hurt, but it didn't ruin his life in any way. Yeah. He just moved on to something different. And I love that. Uh, I, I think him in at the very beginning of the series, right? In the very first opening chapter. Right, when we see him it, get kicked out and stuff, yeah. It was, it was like a really emotional moment. He was like, uh, he was a nervous guy. He tried his best. But I feel like he's a lot more confident in these recent chapters after... After getting fired, because I feel like uh, he has gotten the perspective that he's giving out to others right now. You know, like the the advice that he's not dwelling on the past, his life isn't ruined, and everyone who is who's trying to uh, make it right or do right by him uh, should be doing it for themselves and not taking this also seriously. Yeah, you know, and I think including his daughter is what he said. Well, yeah, you know, I, so. I, yeah, you got exactly what I was going to hit on. I think at the very start of the series, like you mentioned in sort of chapter one, chapter two, Akane kind of goes on this quest to be a Rakugoa because like almost as a sort of vengeance story for her dad. I think she does actually kind of love it herself because of her dad. But she is also kind of, um, she's, she's mad and she harbors, uh, you know, she harbors some emotions around, you know, people not letting her dad continue doing a thing that he did love. As we've seen, you know, he obviously loved his family more and looked out for them and moved past it. But uh, the story does kind of start as like a, you know, revenge story, quote unquote. Uh, And I think that, I think that eventually we will get to a point either in this arc, I think probably in this arc, but maybe, maybe later where, um, Akane and her dad will have to have a talk, you know, or a discussion or something about, you know, make sure you're doing this for you. Like, don't do this just to get revenge for me. I moved on. I'm okay. Make sure you're doing it for you. And I, I do think Akane is doing it for her. I do think she loves Rakugo, but um, I, I think that's a, I think that's a thing that is probably coming maybe just for the, the dad to understand, like, uh, know that his daughter is not just, you know, out to prove people wrong because they wronged my dad or whatever. So. And, you know, I think it's, this is interesting because you're 100% right. I see that conversation happening. And I think 
Akane got like a similar talk from her friend who went to karaoke with her, uh, who said, uh, you're overthinking it. If you start questioning your own style, you kind of forget what it is in the first place, mm -hmm. uh, is what her friend told her. This is what the dad said in not so many words to this uh, Rakugo master, supposed to give the rack, is, hey, you're, you're also kind of over... Because yeah. he was struggling between following his master's orders or valuing the integrity of the art itself. Yeah, or, I mean, and they both kind of have the same problem, right, of they are dwelling in the past and not moving forward. Akane is dwelling on sort of her practice and her experience with Rakugo instead of moving forward like she was told to do and developing her own style, which is what the people around her wanted to do. And this old guy is dwelling on the past where he thinks it's his fault that this great Rakugo got kicked out instead of moving forward and saying, well, who else can I find? Who else can I lift up? Which he hasn't been doing. Um, they talked in the last couple of chapters about how hard it is to get a recommendation from him the past couple of years. So he, and he's also overthinking like, do I follow my master's orders that those are absolute or do mm -hmm. I value my principles on valuing artistic integrity and giving everyone a shot? And yeah. the answer that the dad just gave him is it's just Rakugo. Uh, just hold your head up high and keep walking forward kind yeah. of a thing. And, uh, I, and I think that's all to say, Hey, if, if you're worrying about the politics and like what happened to me and the drama, it's like, stop, stop doing all that. Just go be a Rakugoka. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think it, it's such a good chapter. Yeah. And all of this also speaks to kind of a lines up with a larger theme that we've seen peeking through a lot of different times in Akane, which is sort of this idea of the old masters and the old way and seniority and is, is Rakugoa this ancient art which should be untouched or is it, um, or is there sort of a new wave, a new form, a new way to do it, right? It's kind of this looking forward versus looking back, which is what all of these things are about. I think that's what Akane, in, in Akane the series in relation to Rakugoa is about, where it's it's like, is it Rakugoka or Rakugoa? It's, is it Rakugoka? I, I don't. I, I Rakugoka. Now I'm, I don't, now now I'm I don't questioning know. if I got it wrong. I don't know. It, <laughs> it might be Rakugoka. Now I might have said it wrong. Go, Rak I, I, I have no idea. Rakugo. Rakugoka. No, Rakugoka. Rakugoka. Okay. What is Rakugoka? Okay. I, I, I said it wrong. Whatever. Sounds like a um, volcano. Yeah, but anyways, this there's, I all of Akane is essentially I think these authors trying to say like. Yes, it's this old art style, but, you know, there's a new way to do it. I think that's essentially what the series is about, right? Like developing new Rakugo, I think, is what the series is about and a new style of Rakugo and a new style of art. And um, I think we're going to see with Akane's performance, whether we see it or not in this, that um, she's able to do something new by using the sort of modern language. Uh, and I think that that's, that's reflected. We saw, I guess, in the chapter where... She goes to karaoke, like you were talking about, where she talks to her friends. They were like, oh, yeah, when you put on that performance about your, like, dad to the teacher or whatever it was. You already fake like, cried, yeah. Yeah, and the fake crying, they were like, that's, like, you just told that story in, like, modern language, but you were, like, being a Rakugoka when you did that. Um, and, like, yeah. doing Rakugo. And, she, and that is kind of her realization of, like, oh, yeah, like, it's a performance art, but you don't have to use the words written by the masters. You can use your own words. And... That. Uh, like that's the whole series is about that in my opinion the whole series is about le not necessarily leaving the old behind and moving on to the new but like it, you know it, accepting and embracing what is old and developing a new version of it uh, very much that's very what much. i think the whole series is about agreed both can coexist uh there's always that like the old ways are great 
and should be respected and remembered, but there's mm-hmm. room for the new. And that is, you're right. Yeah, That's exactly sure. what the series is about. Well, and sometimes like we saw a couple of arcs ago, the old is the new, right? With the, the guy who found the old story that hadn't been performed or was not part of the sort of official Rakugo portfolio. He like Good found point. an old story and brought it out and it was new, right? Which is like a cool blending uh, blending of the two old and new, which I think is maybe where we'll get eventually with, with Akane. I mean, it's it's kind of yet to be seen if where the, uh, where the hammer will fall, if it's, you know, do new things, new things are great. Or if it's blend I, the two, I think it'll, it'll be one of those. I think it'll be that a blend of the two and there is room for both kind of, yeah. a, a mm-hmm. beat, you know, um, sure. I, I, uh, actually let's keep going. I, there's something I want to mention about a previous chapter, but I'll get to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, I, I love this. Uh, I guess this is your role is, uh, is a great line where his role is really, he, he guides the people around him. Uh, mm-hmm. as, as we saw in like the last like few chapters, like where with the glasses kid, right? He gave, he gave him, like, you have to be more confident, put your hair back up, yep. like put your hair up, pick up. And the we've glasses. seen him, we've seen him yeah. in the past with, um, the other people that Akane is in the little school with, like being a leader, being a guider, which is why people missed him a bunch. But yeah. I, yeah, I think he's just a very supportive guy. Um, and I think that's why. Like he's so beloved, even though he didn't, he didn't quote unquote make it. And yeah. he's probably not as talented as Arakugoka as any of the people in the room he's in. Yeah, but- well, I was going to, I was going to ask, do you think, um, do you think with kind of the evidence, evidence, maybe isn't right, do you think with the kind of historical flashback stuff we've gotten with Akane's dad that maybe you're catching on that like he was an okay Rakugoka, but he was like a really supportive, good person, and so everyone loved him, even though maybe his performance wasn't the best. And so when he was that go, they 100%, were one hundred percent. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know if we'll learn that. I, I think it might be possible that he was also like just an awesome, outstanding Rakugoka, but maybe he was stuck in the old ways or something like that. But oh, I'm kind I, of I getting the idea that maybe he was just okay. I, I think you're right yeah. in that. Well, I, okay, so I think he is very, very good, but I, I think compared to the people he's surrounded by right now, he is just okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, in the major leagues, he's not good. Yeah. But yeah. Like I, a top minor I, league star. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, but I think that doesn't matter because he was beloved by everyone around. Yeah. Because he was this sort of helpful, supportive, um, you know, knowledgeable guy who was around. And so everyone's like, Oh, we love this guy. But then, yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see if we get more, any more information on that or not. Um, Cause I kind of feel he, like Akane is already, Maybe not surpassing him, but she's like at at oh, the she's same a, she's level. A genius. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think yeah. She's like, how old is she now? Like nineteen in this nineteen or twenty? I think she's like six, seventeen, eighteen. No, because she school, graduated. Right? She was seventeen at the start of the series, and we got like a oh. year time skip. So maybe she's eighteen or nineteen. I don't know. But anyways, no, I, I agree. She's I, definitely like the youngest. Like she's going to do all these different things. She's like basically already at her dad's level or or more. I would say so. I, I think um, he, he, you know, this is like an industry where you have to perform. So egos, the, the, the industry is full of egos. Mm-hmm. And uh, Akane's dad has no ego. You know, like yeah, yeah. he is, he's selfless. He's humble. He's a, a little meek at the start. It doesn't seem that way anymore. But I think he is, uh, that, that's exactly it, right? He's very supportive. He checks his ego in an industry where nobody checks their ego. And yeah, I think that's that's what's wholly unique about him, and mm-hmm. why he why every everyone loves him. Um, either way, it's good to see it's good to see this like positive 
attributes uh, in the limelight. And yeah. this was a very sweet moment where she com- he complimented Akane's kimono and like instantly fixed her mental state of like uh, of nerves. Um, yeah, it was, it was it was really really a good chapter, and it yeah. made me tear up when the when the two of them not. Him and Akane, but uh, him and the other master were talking. It was uh, it was really heartfelt and good. Yeah, and it's a really like uh, again like this is in a magazine aimed at fourteen year old boys. We talk about that a lot. Weekly Shonen Jump, and this is like the probably the most mature writing I've ever seen come out of Weekly Shonen Jump. Like I don't think I've ever seen it's anything very- that's about two adult men talking about you know one of them kind of losing their job and moving on and raising a family and the other one feeling guilty about it and being told to move on. It's like that's. <laughs> like real adult shit. And we don't, that there's, that doesn't happen in weekly Shonen jump very often, if ever at all. Um, I agree. And you know, I think a surprise character that I didn't expect to like as much as I do is uh Chocho. Uh, yeah. I think he is, he is like, uh, so phenomenal in, in, in that he's very loyal to his friends. But, uh, when I think this was like two chapters ago, maybe one chapter ago is he's talking to Akane's master, Shiguma, and they're having whiskey. And he mentions, uh, he kind of checks Shigama, even though they're friends. He, he like shoulder checks him verbally by saying, uh, I, I, know, I don't know the exact circumstances behind the expulsion, but I know y- you couldn't protect him. So, but I have power now. So yeah, I'll, yeah. Be protecting, uh, I'll be protecting his daughter. That's for sure. You know? Mm-hmm. And of course, Shigama was like, you don't need to tell me that. Uh, if something happens, I'm I'm gonna throw up my dukes, you know. Yeah, he's literally uh, like, I'm I will fucking fight for this girl. She's like amazing, the best, clearly. And, um, and and like his his mother like uh left her in his care too, so it's like even more than that, you know. I it's like a a, a perfect double whammy of why everyone is is incredibly protective over Akane, and surprisingly, it has like only half of it has to do with her talent. The rest of it has to do with Kind of just how cool her family is. Yeah. Well, and also like, like we talked about earlier, a lot of these people, like this expulsion was like this big thing that a lot of people feel guilty for not preventing or not supporting uh, the people who got kicked out or not, you know, doing more beforehand and not, maybe not training these people better so that they didn't get expelled. Um, it's like, it's weird that like, it's a, se- this is like a series that. Yeah, well, it's did, weird did, that there's, like, so much, like, old man guilt in the story for 14-year-old boys, right, in Weekly Shonen Jump. There's just, like, a lot of that, so. It, 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 that's because they're they're driving a boat, like, they're they're the the captain of the Titanic that has a big hole in it, right? Mm-hmm, it's taking mm-hmm. in water, and they're trying to course correct. Uh, it, like, Rakugo's a dying industry, so they're yeah. they're desperate. Uh, and I, I liked, okay, so this guy's master said it's his fault that everyone was expelled, and that Chocho made huge waves, but he didn't. And he's the only one to get promoted of the, the group his age. And that's uh, the reason his group got ex- expelled is because they are old form Rakugoka. They mm. aren't keeping up with modern trends. They are great at what they do, but they're the same as the old fogies that came before them and they aren't innovating. And the industry was already dying. So that is not the, the lifeblood. Rakugo needed to continue forward. It's, at least that's that's what was loosely stated in in that Afro guy blaming him. Yeah, and for sure. I also think, uh, I, yeah, I mean, yeah to, I mean, talking about all this sort of like theme and what's going on and old versus new Rakugo, 
this this could even be taken potentially stay with me as these authors as a sort of massive criticism towards Japanese culture in general, right? Japanese culture is very conservative. And I mean that in a sense that they are against change. They are stuck in old ways. I mean, there's still these fax machines and businesses. Everybody wears a suit over there. If you do any kind of business work, whereas, you know, in America where we're from, we're more progressive on the business side, right? Like work from home, you dress however you want. If you're working, you know, tech or whatever. Um, and I think that this, I think that Akane is at least partially based in these authors' ideas that Japanese culture in general is conservative and we need to sort of wake up, embrace the younger generation and, you know, think of some new ideas and embrace new ideas and leave the kind of old conservative culture behind. I think, I, I, I can't think say right. that 100% accurately, but I, I do feel kind of under the surface those kinds of ideas being related to the Rakugo they're writing about with, you know, the old guard trying to hold on to everything and not letting the new people in and kicking the new people out, right? Saying, well, here's, you know, a bunch of Rakugo with new ideas, kick them out or whatever. So I don't know. I, I, I think you're completely right, but I understand why you're erring on the side of caution because we are not Japanese. We, we don't know. We're right? not Japanese and we also went at the end of the story. So it's hard to say but, what the author is trying to say before they have completely resolved their story. Right. Maybe you get to the end uh, and they go, because there's definitely an ending of this where the old and the new uh, blend and we need both of them. But there's also an ending of the story. I, I see I where think, the old is, where, where the old is. We need to move past the old stuff and move on to the new stuff. I think both. Oh, of I, I don't see be that happening because I don't think that's a good message. Um, yeah. I, I think that would be like a bad message to send. So I don't like, I hope that's not it. I, I well, think, but I mean, the, 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 but, but that's the, an opinion that an author might have about an art form, right? That's, that's the, I mean, we, every, I, I don't think that's because we just got a chapter with, uh, like the guy who researched this very old, uh, yeah, story for Rakugo. For sure. So I, I, think, there, I, I think, think, yeah, relating to yeah. Rakugo specifically, I do think that there's more respect towards the old, but, um, yeah, we'll see. But I, we'll see. I, I think um, I think you're on point though in in regards to like a statement on on just media and how we how we enjoy things. Like we have to kind of open our mind to new stuff. And as we get older, we we kind of get set in our ways and in what is good and what is not good. And mm -hmm. uh, something that is completely new and fresh, maybe unrelatable to us in the beginning. But that doesn't make it bad. Uh, yeah. It seems kind of like what it what the theme this author is going for. Uh, I, I like it. It's it's very good so far. <laughs> Kane just doesn't it's drop. It's the just ball. it's easily the most well written thing like every single week in in Weekly Shonen Jump for me. It um, just it, it just slaps, man. And yeah. I think uh, I think an issue I have with Weekly Shonen Jump is that we have hitters like Akane and One Piece, and uh, I know this is not WSJ, but Dan to Dan and it really puts a lot of pressure on every new release I see because yeah, uh, these slapped right from the start. And like, anytime I see a new series, I'm like, Oh, that's pretty good. Is but like, it, yeah, but it's like, but yeah. <laughs> well, and also, I mean, I, I will briefly mention this because this is a potentially hour long episode we could do all by itself, but there's, so much entertainment nowadays, in addition to all entertainment produced in the past that is now available for streaming, for reading, right? Viz Manga has all of this old manga you can read. Anime is now available to stream. So many things are vying for your attention. There's YouTube, there's TikTok, there's Twitter, there's... So many things are vying for your attention that if you can't start strong and keep me interested from the start, even if the series is okay, like you, like you said, that's 
actually a huge detriment because if it's not good enough to win my attention over all these other things, then it's not worth it, which, yeah. And I agree with you. Akane from the start has been absolutely like massively good from chapter one and super good on so. Yeah. But you know, like, like the theme of the story, we are always willing to give new things a shot. Uh, yep. It's what always you, it, the it's chapter what, ones. True. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I would love to see something as good as Akane or Sakamoto or anything like that. Yeah, uh, in the new release is coming up. But anyway, yeah, we'll see. We get on. one. I think this Sunday we get a new release. So maybe, or maybe it's the week after. I don't know. But no, Fingers I think crossed. it's Sunday. But we'll see. Um, I had anyway, one, one last quick question. Um, sure. Have you? Are you familiar with? Um, I guess it's it's NPR Public Radio does this. Uh, they have a sort of storytelling mic, like live mic mic show called um, the Moth Radio Hour. Have you ever heard this show before? I have not. What's it about? Okay. Uh, the Moth Radio Hour is not about anything. What the Moth Radio Hour is, is they will go to a city or a town and they'll say, um, th- th- I think they take submissions of people just kind of like telling their life story or doing like telling a story, doing k- kind of a, um, it's usually, I would say like autobiographical, uh, it's not really dramatized. It's, it's essentially like stand-up comedy, right? You're just, you're getting up and telling a story, but it isn't always comedy, right? Sometimes it's serious. It's people who've been through um, like breakups or loss of loved ones and they're there to just kind of get up and tell their story and maybe it ends with a lesson. Um, I bring this up because the the way, if if any of you are having a trouble sort of understanding what makes Rakugo kind of... Im- both important and entertaining as I know that I was before I had watched. Um, I watched one of the Rakugo anime a couple of years ago. I think it's really just good. called Rakugo. The anime, the, the 12 episode one. That's like an hour each. Uh, it's called like Shin Shin go Rakugo or something like that. But, oh, okay. Uh, but anyways, yeah, it's a bunch of old guys with lots of relationship stuff. But anyways, um, if you just go and listen to like the moth radio hour, uh, that is what I would kind of consider, American Rakugo, if you wanted to to classify it as like that, right? It is someone getting up and telling a story. The story almost always kind of has a, it's either trying to teach you something or it has a point at the end. Um, and while it isn't sort of based in a historical text, the way that Rakugo is, uh, that is the kind of like performance art that to me feels like a, a, s- a similar type of thing, right? On stage, in in front of a mic, telling a story as a performance um, storytelling as a performance art is, you don't see it a whole lot, but it is a thing. Um, Moth Radio Hour is something that I always love, love, love to listen to. So especially when it, I listen it, to more NPR in the car. It's funny so. saying that because I, I, any, any older audience that we have are like rolling in their graves right now because radio, <laughs> radio, like, uh, like radio shows existed forever and then they stopped. And, yeah. and like, I don't know about you. They didn't exist when I was growing up. Uh, like they did you sure. but you, i mean i well, I, I didn't listen up, to them yet. yeah yeah i mean i grew up listening to stuff like the moth stuff like oh gosh it's called like from here now which is there used to be like a sunday show where they would travel around and it would be like country performances and again some of this like performative storytelling um i also remember my dad had a like a four or five cd set of just this like story of paul show. bunyan no, I like it's just a pre like a recorded guy just like doing like storytelling art, like vocal storytelling art, which is 
you're right. It's like not really a thing anymore. Like we have audiobooks. books. Those that's a little different, right? Because that, that's a written that's thing yeah. transposed. But this like this like uh, this auditory storytelling art. Um, you're right. This was a thing. I mean, stuff like uh, oh god, what's the the like invasion thing from the 1920s or 30s or whatever it was? The radio show. Um, I'm not sure about the specific like Tom names, Cruise but- is in the movie War of the Worlds, right? Oh yeah, we're War the of the Worlds yeah. is kind of a form of Rakugo, right? Like it's 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 storytelling as storytelling vocal performance as an art. Now that was broadcast over the radio, but um, Rakugo also is like got really popular when the radio rose in Japan post war. So, anyways, yeah. a little <laughs> a side like, track I, artistic thing on on I'm, I'm sure you've, American you've heard of a, Rakugo. a hard a hard boiled detective radio show. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's always parodied in television nowadays uh yeah radio yeah, dramas like, i mean there was a star but, wars radio drama that came out uh the, so you we can have probably go listen to that anyway we're, we're, we're tangenting here let's uh yeah. uh let's, let's go let's get out of rock ago yeah let's go to news real quick um a couple of big things a couple of sales things came out for our newcomers from last year uh mama yuyu and kagurabachi both got reprints of i put chapter one but volume one um, volume one of those mangas selling about as well as Cypher Academy did. And I think that means that they probably survived the first wave of cuts. Mama Yuyu is in a little bit more, I think, of a precarious position. Um, but a reprint is a good thing to get. Uh, I think generally they print about 15K, maybe 20K. And so if you sell more than that, you, you get a reprint, it gets refilled. Um, even just the news of getting a reprint sometimes is enough to be like, oh, this is selling enough to get a reprint. I should hey, check them. it out. So good for them. I think, I, I think they both deserve it. Yeah, I think Gurubachi is definitely good. Um, it's it's funny with this latest chapter, people Kagurabachi it is actually just Batman. Um, it's just it's it's magic Batman with a sword, and he kills people. But like, it's it's mm. I, <laughs> I just like get in the comments and tell me if you agree. I saw people finally start talking to this. Um, Kagurabachi is just Batman. Um, I. I, I Okay, you're a bigger, you're a way bigger Batman fan than me, so I trust you for this. But I find that the Batman comparison always falls apart after people say, "But they kill people," because it's such well, a core part. You know. Well, I think that that's it's uh, basing that relation on the character being sort of like doesn't a say a lot. Well, doesn't say a lot. Kind of vigilante justice, out for vengeance, uh, kind of dark brooding main character. Those oh, are the enough. kinds of things that people are like, "Oh, it's like Batman." Oh, it is. Okay, I, I see what you mean. That yeah, is fair. sort of the comparison I'm making there. But yeah, um, New Age Exorcist is still the best-selling thing from last year, unfortunately. Uh, I, I, I guess I need to go back and read it. I mean, I read, I think, three chapters and just thought it was... Not even that it was like, oh, it's kind of boring, I'll drop it. Like, I thought it was outright bad, so... I thought it was awful. Fuck. Yeah, just awful. Um, we should probably go back and read it, but... Yeah, check yeah. it out. We'll have to see if it's, it's any good. It. I, I don't think I'm going to like it, but we'll, we'll go back and get it. Um, uh, one more thing on Kagurabachi, because this is interesting. Uh, so Weekly Shonen Jump will release uh, voice comics. Uh, I'm going to say the what? word vomics out loud. I hate it. I think I still it don't like that word. Vomics. I, I wrote bleg in my notes about the word vomics. <laughs> um, but historically, I mean, these have come out for One Piece in the past, Sakamoto Days, uh, a lot of the new stuff the last two or three years, vom. Uh, voice comics vomics have been a thing that that wsj uses for uh advertising for brand recognition and stuff essentially all this is is they will do um a sort of they'll cut up the panels of a chapter they're kind of edited together 
uh, along with, along with, uh, voiceover and music and sound effects and things like that, just to make it more kind of dynamic if you enjoy watching that. Um, but for the first time, uh, in the West, we got a voice comic from WSJ, which has in the pictures, the actual English translation. Um, now the voiceover is still in Japanese, but the pictures are from the English one. So this is the first time this has happened. Generally, even if there were subtitles, which there always were subtitles available for most of these, um, it was, you know, Japanese panels, Japanese voiceover. uh, And for Kagurubachi chapter, I think we got chapter one, two, and three, or maybe they combined some of them. I know there's three episodes of this right now. Um, We got Kagurubachi with the English images edited together with uh, the Japanese voices and subtitles. So that is a cool. Yeah, that is a new thing. I'm really hoping that maybe they lean into this a little more. I do think that those voice comics are pretty cool. Uh, again, that's again, sort of a performance storytelling art tying it back. Uh, but yeah, you know, um, what's, what's interesting to me about this, I don't really care about the voice comic thing at all, but I, I think what's interesting is that one, it shows that jump believes in Kagurabachi mm-hmm. and two, that Kagurabachi is popular in the West. I actually, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good thing to bring up that I, I think I might've missed. Um, yeah, I do think that because of the memes or maybe because if it's similar to Batman or just the type of story it is, uh, I do think the West is a pretty big, um, defender and reader of Kagurabachi. It's been very high on the, um, uh, manga plus app, uh, that I've seen like hmm. top 10 consistently since it came out, I think. So, so do, doing really well. Yeah. I, I wonder if this is Kagurabachi specific or if more, uh, if it will happen for one piece or for some other stuff happening in the future, but hopefully it's a trend. Yeah, that'd be cool. Cool. A little anime side piece of news. The Funimation app is dead. Uh, Crunchyroll acquired Funimation sometime last year, maybe two years ago. Um, That finalized. And from that, the prices for the Crunchyroll app are going up by a lot. Um, I saw... Oh, okay. So they're... They have a monopoly and now they're like, this, okay. this is essentially, yes, this is, I think there's still high dive and maybe one other, but yeah, Crunchyroll is incredibly close to being essentially a Western anime watching monopoly. Um, yeah, I think the prices that I saw were, I think it was normally $58 a year for English subscription. That is going up to $99. I saw that Canada, the Canadian price is going up even more, right? Um, the Canadian price went from like 58 us to like 126 canadian now maybe that conversion comes out to the same i don't know but this is i mean this is like (laughs) exactly what people didn't why this why monopolies are bad why they don't want this to happen one person controls all the content you can charge whatever you want because you have to go to crunchyroll to watch anime uh so this is bad um we hate this get in the comments we do not i think i I think you see pirating on the rise after this because yeah i I mean i think and i think this is a um we talked a we talked a lot about piracy in our episode. I guess three weeks ago, two weeks ago, maybe. Uh, you check that one out. Um, definitely, I think this is a sign of the times. This is more of a sign of. Um, I mean, all of the streaming services have raised their prices in the last, I would say, eighteen months. Um, HBO Max raised their prices. Netflix raised their prices again last year. I think Hulu, Disney Plus, I think those all raised their prices, I think last year, but at least in the last 18 months. Um, so the price increase isn't necessarily uh, unique to Crunchyroll, but their ownership over the market hike, of anime though. is pretty big. And it's a huge hike. I, I think this yeah. is the most expensive streaming service. Actually, um, I don't know how much HBO Netflix is. costs a fuck ton. Um, it costs more than this? 
if you want to watch it above, like, like for instance, I don't want to watch stuff at 480 or 720p. Like it's fucking 2024. I want to watch stuff at 1080 or higher. Um, if you want to watch stuff at 1080p or higher on Netflix, I think it's like 26.99 a month. Ugh, oh my yeah. god, it's crazy. Um, uh, okay, you can verify okay. those Let, numbers, you, but yeah, we'll we'll move on because I have something to say, <laughs> and it's just going to turn into a tangent about ISP. So. Let's go yeah, on to the next I, we talked about we talked about the streaming and the or the pirating stuff with manga and it's a lot of the same a lot of the same issues with to have a good service it's a service problem we can move yeah on. um speaking of piracy uh the big news in manga here we're getting to at the end of the episode is that in Japan I believe three suspects uh yeah the NHK which is the the main news service in Japan reports Welcome. three. <laughs> three foreigners have been arrested for violating the copyright law by posting images of weekly Shonen Jump series online. Um, multiple Twitter users kind of related to this went offline or announced that they would be changing or disbanding. Uh, what we are essentially talking about here, to be a little bit more specific, is three foreigners in Japan who were the responsible parties for distributing... Um, the whole magazine, but specifically, I think this is My Hero Academia, Jujutsu Kaisen, and One Piece were the big sort of leak uh, things, the things that were driving a lot of leak traffic, I guess you would say. Um, and especially One Piece and Jujutsu Kaisen, those are the big, big ones. Um, those guys have been arrested. Uh, and uh, in the wake of that, a lot of these Western um, translation slash pirate publication groups have essentially said like, okay, well those are our guys and they got them and we're not going to risk them, you know, coming over here for us or getting a lawsuit or whatever. So we're done. We're out. We're going dark. Um, that there. happened. There is one that is left. Um, if you are familiar with <clears throat> the groups that did translations of my hero, Jujutsu Kaisen and one piece, you'll probably know who that is. Uh, if you're on Twitter during all this, you'll probably still know who that is. Uh, it'll be, I will be interested to see how this, uh, this goes. This also comes a couple of weeks after, again, like we were talking about piracy, um, the uh, Korean people, uh, what was it? The, the Korean publisher coming down on Manga Dex, which is, you know, a, a, oh, yeah. the biggest site um, that everyone knows about, but, uh, and, and a lot a lot of piracy coming up. Um, this is all kind of related, I think, to even oh, the- Oh, uh, it's Tachiomi, right? Or, they, that's what it was. Yeah, not Manga Dex. Yeah. The, the, the Tachiomi, well, the, the Manga Dex on Tachiomi- the app is now gone. Yeah, lots of stuff. But anyways, this is all sort of related to the streaming stuff, the Netflix stuff. Um, people are kind of cracking down on what's theirs because the market is not growing anymore. Is That's kind of my guess, but... Uh, I would believe it. Yeah. COVID ended. Um, so a lot of these, uh, these markets that were kind of artificially boosted, uh, mm -hmm. I, I think they really got a lot of money from COVID and I think a lot of people stuck around, but I don't think it's growing uh, at that insane rate as it was uh, before. And I also think One Piece is so mainstream now and it mm -hmm. didn't used to be, right? It, it used to be huge in Japan only. Now yeah, it's well, huge in places like Japan, South America, France. Yeah, it was the US True. was never a huge One Piece consumer. It's on the rise year over year for sure. Yeah, but now it's blowing up everywhere. And I think this is probably the worst time to uh pirate or like send illegal scans on yeah. on that property specifically same yeah. with jjk same with my hero uh they're ultra protective over it and plus we have an alternative that comes out on sundays like, yeah i mean this have, is not you know as, so. as someone who has read 
not all of these series, but some of these series early, just because, you know, I, I pay my money to the Viz, you know, whatever app to read manga. And if it comes out early, I'm still supporting the series by, by paying for that. But yeah, I'm not super upset that, oh no, now I have to read, uh, one piece and on set of Thursday or Friday, I have to read it on Sunday with everybody else. I do also think here's something good about this is that, um, historically for stuff like Jujutsu Kaisen, My Hero Academia, One Piece, what would happen is the people who are sort of, I don't want to say more tech side, people who are more internet minded that knew where to go and read these pirate sites, the chapter would come out early and all those people would go and have their discussions of it on Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday, whenever it came out, they would all go and have all their discussions and theories. Um, and then on Sunday, everybody else would see it and they would have a sort of a smaller or an equal size or maybe a little bit larger. Um, but you've kind of split those two groups up. Um, what I hope it, happens is yeah. that we lose these. I think that if we lose these, uh, these, these scan letters, these, these translators, these guys who are doing it for these series specifically, I think this is only, only a good thing. Um, and we discussed manga piracy again a couple of weeks ago, and I, I do think that there is still room for uh, fan translations and things in the world. Oh, there's plenty of room but, but when you have an official English translation and that official English translation is good, I'll put a little star here because I know that um, I know that a lot of people don't like the Jitsu Kaisen English translation that's official. Uh, and by don't like, I mean that they have a lot of problems with that one. So uh, that might might be an issue. But uh, for One Piece and stuff, you have like Stephen Paul translates um, One Piece. I've talked about him in the past. He's like easily the best in my opinion, the best translator I've ever read. Um, everything I would just he does love is if, he, if he changed that L to an R and everything will be good in the world. Just call him Zoro. Oh, Zoro. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, I think that, that is, is mandated by, I believe that is mandated by Viz or by Shueisha or somebody because there's boo I, those people, boo those people right now. Yeah. Um, I, I will, but like, like we're talking about, it's, it's a service problem. And when there is mm -hmm. no service problem there, there don't need to be illegal scans. I, I'm a huge yeah, and Viz uh, and Shreisha proponent of scan and, leaders. Yeah, yeah, I'm a huge and, proponent and manga, of scan leaders. Uh, manga Plus are good sites that read well, that publish on time with good translations, good image quality. They're they're good and they're worth it and they're free, right? If you want to read I'm, modern stuff, they're free. So, I'm a huge proponent of scan leaders. I think they absolutely should exist. They're just a net benefit for manga everywhere mm -hmm. i don't think the industry would have gotten anywhere without them no not uh, in the west for sure not in the west not not here uh so i absolutely do think they should exist but i do think that the manga plus app is what we and scanlators want and i think uh these these sites that release the manga plus stuff early are, are simply doing it for the profit and yeah most uh, of them i would say don't get me wrong i read them early too I'm 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 no better. If you uh, if you've ever no lined up the anymore. timing of sometimes when we talk about One Piece and it might be it might come out the day before One Piece actually airs. I don't know. Well, you, uh, that has happened in the past. Um, we have done I, that, I, so. I, yeah, I, and I'm just saying it, it. It doesn't matter if if they're if they're going away. Hopefully, those guys aren't in too much trouble though. But uh, yeah, well, it, that's and that was the last thing I want kind of want to talk about. But yeah, was um, uh, do you think so? Like for comparison, they arrested a guy for, um, I think he was ripping. ROMs or ISOs from like Wii games, and he got like ten years in prison in Japan. So these I'm guys guessing, are I'm these guessing these guys are getting yeah. similar, uh, similar if not larger sentences. Um, I mean, to, yeah. to compare, right? If you had a New York Times bestseller book 
uh, let's say you worked for like, uh, I'll just name one that I know, right? Tor. Tor is a, a, a publisher who publishes a lot of sci-fi fantasy that I read. Um, if you had somebody who were like worked for Tor or knew, um, new tour, uh, new stuff that was coming out. And, you know, four days early, every book that they published, they published a, you know, they stole and published a digital version online. Like, yeah, even the American justice system would come down hard on those guys. I mean, that's, that's a huge thing. So I I think these guys are, are, especially if they're foreigners. Yeah. I, they're either going to get extradited, you know, you fly to America now or fly back to wherever you're from. Um, I actually don't think they're American, but, uh, hopefully, hopefully, for their sakes, they, it's probably better for them to get extradited. Uh, yeah, for sure. It probably is. But, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I'm not uh, sure. I, I, don't, I actually don't think they're American. I'm not sure where they're from. It just said foreigners. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah. Either way, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here. Uh, from a consumer perspective, you're, you're, you're going to be fine. Yeah. I, I hope that those uh, discussions get consolidated because I think having one big, large discussion about One Piece or Jutsu Kaisen is actually a lot more fun than having it sort of spoilers on Wednesday and then talk about it for two or three days. And then now here's the official one and all of the other people can read it. And I don't and, I don't really you know, like that, but we'll see. The nature of Internet discourse also means that more more and more people will start reading it early because you'll see these these takes about yeah, the chapters sure. getting posted on Twitter, spoiling it for the people who read it on Sunday. And they'll be like, Good oh, oh, I can read it here. Uh, and then yep. as soon as spoilers drop, everyone goes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I yeah, definitely. As soon as spoilers drop, people go, well, shit, I'm going to get spoiled on the rest of the chapter if I don't immediately go and read it. And they go and try yeah. to read it. So, yeah, good exactly. point. Uh, cool. Let's talk about what else you've been doing this week. One more thing. Gautam, what have you been doing? Uh, same shit as last week, brother. Playing cool. Persona 3. Still good? Uh, it's great. It's still very good. Still nice. very good. Uh, I I like it a lot. I I think this is uh this is very much an archetype game that it it showcases why Persona is great, but it has some rough edges that just yeah. come from it being an older game. Cool. Uh, but yeah, nothing new to say on it. What about cool. you? Uh, actually, same thing from last week. I am still reading Magilumiere Lumiere Company Limited. Uh, what a beautiful getting... cover! I I, I, like, getting... I love every single one. Yeah, it's yeah. so colorful. It's so awesome. This is, it's so weird to talk about this series because this is, um, you want to say like, oh, it's a magical girl series, but like, no, this is a, this is a series about like corporate, corporate espionage and like startup, like it's like companies, like how do I even, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like companies at war with, and like in competition and like startups versus big companies and companies versus the government like this is not actually like are there magical girls in this yes do they fight creatures yes is that what this is about no this is literally like a corporate esp- a corporate espionage story um and that's why i like it so much is that it's so li- cool and different yeah like it's I- i'd like to think this is how like hollow live or any vtuber company works. <laughs> oh god don't get me into vtubers this week uh, um, oh true true there's drama yeah, this week yep go watch go watch doki bird everybody else say that uh, but yeah, I mean, this, it's still really cool. It's really good. There was a time skip. This is the lead. This is the character with twin tails from the last picture you may have seen last week. Um, she cut her hair cause there's time skip. Very cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm still really enjoying it. I'm almost cut up. I think I've got about 15, maybe 20 chapters left and I'll be, uh, at chapter 101, which is the last chapter posted. But yeah, I mean, really, really liking this a lot. Really good art, really great characters, really, inter- really interesting drama about all this like company stuff. Also as someone as someone who has worked in tech at various levels, uh, the sort of office culture of going from like a startup, which is what Maja Lumiere is to, uh, like the big corporations and how they operate or the medium sized ones. And like, Oh, we can't respond to this, you know, 
magic event because it's not going to make a profit for us. All of this stuff like that. Like, that's like what the story is. Is It's all this like, and like, again, like as someone who's worked in tech, it's very like, oh yeah, that that's how companies work. They're right. Um, it strikes me very do, do much. Do you think as, the author has worked in yeah, I, like a corporate job? If they haven't, they are like married to someone who has, or their whole family has or something. Cause they, I can't imagine that they haven't worked in some kind of corporate culture because they just like, understand it at a level that feels uh, I don't, it feels firsthand right it feels like they You're had right. to have experienced some of it for how appropriate it is but anyways i massively enjoying Lumiere co limited uh very excited to catch up on that cannot recommend it enough didn't think i was gonna like it this, as much as i did and honestly it just keeps getting better like every arc i read is like wow okay this is more interesting than the last arc and there's more cool stuff going on behind the scenes uh i, yeah, I love just the a really premise, neat series. but like the cover alone is like every time I see one of these covers, I'm like, whoa, it's so pretty. So colorful. Uh, yeah, the art in it is really good. I really yeah, like this artist. It looks so. great. Yeah, really great. Uh, I think that's it, unless there's anything else you wanted to go over, Gautam. No, sorry. Let's wrap. Let's, let's get out of here. Cool. Hey, thanks again to everyone for listening or watching. Don't forget to leave us feedback, comments, upvote, thumbs up, whatever possible positive reinforcement you can do. Go do that, please. Um, check out Twitter and Patreon, which are linked in the description below. And I think that's it. Tell everybody goodbye, Captain. See you later, everyone. Thanks again for being with us. And don't forget to come back next week. And also don't forget to read more manga.